Welcome everybody to Secret Sauce, the show where we unpack business tips, life hacks, and advice from industry leaders. I'm Carly Iacono. Today, I am joined by Tom Onder, a partner at Stark & Stark, which is a full-service commercial real estate-focused legal firm. Tom, I am so happy to have you today. Can't wait to hear your insights. Thank you for joining us. Carly, thanks for having me. Always good to see you. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love the, the Fast Five series you got here with Secret Sauce. So very happy to be here. Thank you. Um, uh, so just uh, tell you a little bit about, you know, me and my firm, Stark and my law firm, uh, Stark and Stark. Um, I'm, uh, I've been with Stark and Stark about 20 years now. Uh, we've got, uh, I'm chair of our shopping center and retail development group, where we have about 20 attorneys that focus on transactional litigation needs for owners, developers, and management companies throughout New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, and um, I also uh, am state chair of uh, ICSC's uh, Philadelphia region. So uh, I help to try to put together some good programming and stuff and, and work with uh, owners and developers uh, and retailers, uh, you know, through the ICSC organization. And then, uh, you know, lastly, I, I got a little bit of a side hustle, uh, you know, Carly, with, with the law. Besides uh, being chair of our shopping center and retail development group, I'm also uh, specialized in bankruptcy, uh, protecting landlords, owners, and developers uh, in any tenant-related uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcies, which over the last few years have, have been quite a few. I've got to stop you and say, I don't think that's a side hustle. You're actually quite deep in the expertise on retailer bankruptcies. So got to correct you there. I Thank think you. it's officially more than a side hustle. I, I really appreciate those kind words. Uh, I got to say, listen, my, my team and I, we, we put a lot of time and effort into taking a look at and trying to find out, you know, who could be possibly filing to, you know, help our landlords, developers and, and owners, you know, make good choices and, uh, and to try to, you know, um, negotiate better terms when they are put into a bankruptcy situation uh, by a tenant. So I'd like to stick on that for the, the bulk of today's content, because I think retail bankruptcies are important to all of us in the industry, no matter what role we have. They really are wide reaching in their effects. So what do you think we should predict or expect for the near term in terms of retail bankruptcy? Um, kind of in light of the market volatility and the economics, there's a lot of chatter. Things might get really bad. They might not. So what's your perspective? So I got a little bit of good news, and I think I got a little bit of bad news. Um, before I talk about either of the news, you know, I, I put out a every January or February, and and also six months later in a year, you know, in the middle of the summer, I put out a top ten list of uh, bankruptcies for folks to watch out for. And you know, we we take a look at the data and we make some predictions of of who to watch out for. Not to necessarily say they're going to file, but some tenants that you want to kind of uh, keep an eye on. So when you're doing a lease, when you're doing a renewal, um, you know, you can kind of know what to expect or to at least understand that to have that in your negotiation you know, pocketbook. The last time we did one uh, was at the tail end of January, beginning of February. And, you know, the, the 10 that we had back then were, you know, AMC, the movie theater, uh, Pie Five, uh, Pizza, Nine West, Mattress Firm, Barnes and Noble, Rite Aid, Equinox, the Children's Place, the gap in Capri. Luckily for landlords and also for them, they haven't filed yet. And so my prediction actually, which is a little different than what I've been doing for the last, I don't know, eight years or so that I've done this top 10 list, 
is to actually predict that there's not going to be any major retail bankruptcy filings for the rest of the year. Um, and you're probably asking, well, how, what, why, and how could that be? Because you put the you right. put the top ten list out. Well, right. I think you know where we're at in terms of the economy, rising interest rates. You'll still have a very tight labor market, and also consumers still have a lot of money, um, you know, in their pockets from savings over the course of you know the the pandemic. Um, I don't think that that's going to fizzle out to start really affecting retailers to make the call whether they're going to file until after the first of the year. And there's really two other things, or it's really two mile markers that I think we also have to throw into that mix, which is you know, the you know back to school season and also the holiday shopping season. Back to school is at the end of August, beginning of September, holiday shopping season with the various holidays in December. Those two things are huge, huge uh, money makers for retailers. And retailers don't usually want to file uh, during those two time periods because it's cash that they get to keep. And they will usually file afterwards so they can have all this cash beforehand because once they go into bankruptcy, that cash has to get reported and there's a lot of procedures and things like it, like that. So I think that when you factor everything together, that we're looking at no major retail bankruptcies until after the first of the year. And I'm predicting probably around you know February or March is when you're going to start to see another wave hit. So good news right now for landlords and owners. Bad news. Wait, wait, wait. On the good news, that that wasn't necessarily all good. All I heard was if they haven't filed by this point in the year, they're probably not filing this year because they don't want to miss their, quote, busy season, right? Not that they're doing great. Not that they're doing she great. Yes, that they're hanging on and we've got some more profit to take first, Correct. right? Yes. And well, and I when I say good news, I say that it's good news in one sense is that you can plan for things. Right. So what, you know, any business owner, one of the things, there's going to be issues that are going to pop up. And one of the things you can do is you can try to plan or manage what those issues are. So if landlords, owners, and developers, if they know that this is going to be, that's not going to be tomorrow or for at least the next six months, at least they can start planning. So when they're doing lease negotiations, when they're doing renewals, when they're giving options, um, they can try to use that or put that into their toolbox of things that they need to address, you know, with the tenant. They can ask for financials. They can really, you know, try to see where they're at um, to try to better themselves um, uh, or put themselves at a better footing going forward. Uh, again, it's not it's not necessarily good news, but it's at least news that a landlord or owner developer that they can better plan for. It's actually incredibly helpful with time to to implement some of those other things, more financial reporting, digger deeper, digging deeper into the tenants' plans long term, having that breathing room to make those adjustments before everything kind of explodes is is great. So I would take that as good news. Thank you for clarifying. Thanks. And, and one other thing with that, um, besides the check in the financials, besides you know the lease negotiations. The other thing that it does is it gives landlords the ability to start leveraging um, enforcement efforts now. And so sometimes you'll have a tenant and you'll decide, listen, I don't want to necessarily go forward with either filing an eviction action or some type of enforcement action. Let's try to have our leasing team, you know, work things out with them, knowing that 
there's a runway of probably about six months before, a, you know, a possible filing or it could occur, lets the landlord to maybe make that call for the enforcement earlier on. And what's interesting with that is that over the course of the pandemic, you know, a good portion of my practice, besides doing the leasing and a little bit of transactional side, a good portion of my practice is litigation. And over the last year and a half to two years, we've not really been able to move cases forward. And what that does is that takes out a huge piece of leverage from a landlord to get the tenant to pay. Now courts are opening up, cases are moving forward. So landlords knowing this information about that there's probably a runway of six months that before you know any filings really start happening, if they start doing the enforcement measures now, it can put them in a better position to get paid um, and also either if a tenant is not going to be able to survive, possibly hand over the keys so they can get somebody else in there. So again, it's it's all about planning. It's all about you know trying to figure things out with with the timing. That's a real strategy advantage. And I would definitely encourage any landlord listening who thinks they might be in this position in six months to call Tom today. And this is a conversation that could really impact the the positioning of an asset down the road if handled, uh, let's say, more carefully, more thoughtfully now with this extra time. Very good. Good insight. Oh, now, always was there by the phone for anybody. So <laughs> yeah, call your attorney. Yes. Um, was there bad news or, or do we have a second piece of, of bad news or was that all wrapped no, up in the good and bad I, in that? I, I think that's the, the second piece is, is when it's okay. going to hit. And you know, it depends on like what the, the the wave that we saw over the last couple years was pretty bad. But even with that wave, there are also a lot of places that were opening. There were a lot of new tenants that came on board. There were also opportunities for landlords to go ahead and to release or to um, reconfigure spaces. Like for instance, the Sears uh, bankruptcy. Everybody was talking about it before they filed and worried about it. And then all of a sudden they filed and people got back spaces where they had leases at like $6 a square foot that they were able to relet at market rates. So it really right. wasn't that bad. Huge after upside, it. Yeah. So, actually. yeah. So again, there's, there's a silver lining in it. And again, I think it comes back to planning and preparing and seeing what's ahead, you know, the road ahead and, and trying to, to manage that. So hopefully that was some helpful information for everybody out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing it. And before we wrap up today, do you have any personal life hacks or advice you'd like to share? Yeah, I actually, I got, I got two. So the first one is a, is kind of a, a nerdy thing, which is uh, Dragon Dictation or Dictation Software. Um, I, I absolutely love Dictation Software. It helps me slice time. It helps me be able to uh, write better briefs, better uh, letters, better uh, settlement agreements, better leases for folks. Uh, because it gives me, it gives me, you know, talking about timing earlier, it gives me time to take a look at something because I'm able to get it out very quickly with dictating it. Uh, it also gives me the ability to shoot it over to somebody, you know, to get like an extra set of eyes on. And it just, again, it goes back to that timing thing of being able to save time, slice a little bit of time here and there uh, to make things better. Uh, the second thing that, that I got, and it's, it's, it's more of a kind of a global thing, which is, I really learned after the pandemic, you know, as you know, Carly, you know, our firm and our, our practice group, we do a lot of like different marketing efforts. Like we had, uh, you know, a uh, we we had a, a nice cocktail party in uh, Las Vegas for ICSC. 
We do a, a wonderful uh, little retreat in uh, February when it's snowing down in Key West, Florida, where we bring a bunch of developers and owners together. Uh, and I think you had the opportunity to come on at least one of them um, and, uh, and share stories and things like that. With all of that, you have to have, you know, planning, you got to put stuff together. Um, but during the pandemic, we couldn't do a lot of those activities because it was the pandemic. So one of the things that I thought about was, you know, how do I make this better when we start doing these activities again? And so when we started coming back to the office, when we started doing more of these marketing things, I tried and, and our, our team has really gotten together to understand the vision of what we have when we're doing these different activities. And I like to call just buy-in, uh, whether it's, you know, my administrative assistant, my paralegal, the other attorneys on my team, my fantastic marketing team. Uh, I can't say enough about Sarah, Jordan, and TJ and Val, um, but getting that buy-in so they understand what the vision is that, that I have and also getting their, their feedback because it really matters on, you know, the materials you're putting out, um, how you're planning an event, for everybody from, you know, the lower levels, you know, up to, you know, the higher levels to really understand, you know, what you're trying to project. It saves a lot of time, saves a lot of effort with stuff. And you also get some great ideas from people. So buy-in is another kind of life hack of really trying to bring the team together um, so everyone understands what that vision is. So on the first one, to recap really quickly, the dictation software, uh, Dragon Dictation, is this an app or is this a program that you use on your computer? Uh, it's an app. Yeah. It's and an I think there's, okay, yeah. And I, I think there's a couple other apps that are like that. So, you know, I like Dragon Dictation. Uh, if there's other software out there, uh, just a dictation software, it saves a lot of time. And then buy in from your team when coming back together and planning in-person events. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so glad you could join us today. Thank you for sharing the insight into retailer bankruptcies and also your personal life hacks to make your team more efficient. Really appreciate the time you spent with us today. To everyone watching, that was Secret Sauce. I am Carly Iacono. We hope to see you again very soon. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks, Carly. See you.